Broadcasting live from Redondo Beach, California, this is Another Take with Mike Sutherland and Jeff Neeson. Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of Another Take. I am Mike Sutherland, joined by my partner in crime, Jeff Neeson. Happy 4th of July weekend. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, God. That's frightening, considering <laughs> where we live. And what usually happens to me on 4th of July. Yeah, well, it has happened to me before. <laughs> it's not going to happen this year, because I'm going to be doing family festivities with the girlfriend. That's good. I'll yeah. be uh, business as usual on my <laughs> camp. <laughs> <laughs> business as usual being uh, not beach, sure. Beach and beers. Beach and beers. Yeah. Probably passed out by 7 p.m. Miss the fireworks every yeah. year. It's all about the sun. It's not about yeah. the... Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I saw fireworks on 4th of July. <laughs> Everyone in Hermosa likes to start early, you know? So yeah. What do you do? Kegs and eggs? Kegs and eggs. Starting at like 8 a.m., my buddy has a party. And it's literally kegs and eggs. Wow. It's like, it's almost a competition in, around here by the beach in the South Bay as to who can start their party the earliest, earliest on the 4th of July. So, Plus, for those that aren't privy, there's a, a competition called the... Um, the Iron Man. The Iron Man, yeah. which is run a mile, paddle a mile, drink a six-pack. And keep the six-pack down. You can't right, puke. Right, you can't, you can't puke after. So it's mostly just people puking on the beach, and that starts at 9 a.m. God. I, would you do that? Have you done that? I haven't. I, I should. I think I could actually do pretty well. I mean, I'd have to obviously train, mm-hmm. but yeah, that would be definitely Music's fun. definitely trained the beer drinking part. We just have to work on our on running, the running and paddling. The running yeah. and paddling, right. Hey, can you imagine that? Like, hey, you know what, dude? I I, I would totally join you for breakfast tomorrow, but I got to train for the, the Ironman. Yeah. <laughs> I don't every think Saturday. you win anything either. I think you, you just win the, the right respect to be of the everyone, Ironman. Yeah. Every other drunken idiot down on that. True. I guess you win a lot of pride. Do, do you remember it even? I don't know. Probably. I think so. I mean, the Iron Man, the guy that always wins, I forget the guy's name, but he's won like five of the last six. And he's just a champion. And he probably remembers. He's probably not even drunk after the six. Because <laughs> like six beers in like ten, five minutes? Yeah. If that. It's you- a lot. I mean, yeah. I mean, most of my friends puke after three beers, four beers. is pretty common. Really? Mm-hmm. And then you're done. I think you're just exhausted. It's the last thing you want to do after like... I don't know, running and then paddling, you know, two right. straight miles. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Anywho, well, so that's that's uh, 4th of July in the South Bay. But yeah. uh, I really wanted to start off by talking about Apple Music, which just came out. I actually have yet to download it, but I I'm, yeah. you have, right? Yeah, I downloaded it today. Tell actually. me your thoughts. Okay, so um, let me pull it up real quick because it's not. They changed the logo. So so it's cool. It's n- they don't They don't give you a new app, which I like. I was actually worried. I was like, fuck, I don't want another app. Uh, so it's so it just of takes iTunes, the place of the music app on your phone. It is. So instead of iTunes, it just says music. music. Okay. Yeah. And it's got a nifty little rainbow type logo. Here's um, a quick question. Yeah. Do you still have the ability to purchase individual songs or do they just make it all Apple Music now? I think you do have the ability. I haven't tried yet. That was just my thought since you were saying they switched but that over. It's my- interesting. Do you remember when they did that like Apple... Apple can what was it? It was like where it was like a social net social network on iTunes a few years back. I don't actually. I don't do that. It, it, it wasn't very successful. I think it failed miserably. Um, but uh, they kind of tried to incorporate that a little bit on this edition. So there's like a on the bottom row there's there's for you which is a little heart, and then there's new, then there's the radio button, then there's connect, and then ra- last but not least, my music. So to get to your music, it's like it's on the very bottom. You just tap it once. And then it'll show you on the bottom which which song is currently playing, um, and then uh, it'll tell you you're recently added, 
I'm selected playlists right now, so I can see all my playlists. Um, Does it incorporate songs that you've already own or that you already have in your iTunes at all? Not in your iTunes, but in your on your phone. Okay. So, for instance, I have uh, a band I, I'm friends with, Night Riots. So they're most recently added, and so that shows up as my recently added. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a tour last year, and we had outcat like every every um every show we did a like a song representing that city okay so for atlanta we did outcast that's cool as like the walkout music mm-hmm. so as we were at, like our changeover music was outcast it's smart yeah it was cool yeah so um uh last one i downloaded was like stanconia and then, um all uh joking aside i did put purchase the new taylor swift but nothing wrong with that research research yeah. Yeah, I there's some off. good songs on there. Yeah, there, there's only there's one that I knew would be a single. It's, only, it's like the third single. But anyway, let's talk about Taylor Swift another time. Okay. Um. Uh. So the app itself is actually pretty cool. It asks you at the beginning to like pick a few artists that you really like. Okay, I heard about that. And so I did that. And then if you really like them, you double tap them, and then it becomes like this bigger circle. The interface of that is actually just trippy because it's like the, like each in, each musician is or artist is a like a little weird bubble. And it floats around like they're on a pool. And the way they move, it's just cool design. Like okay. just nerdy, nerdy design. Um, and then when you go to the like the new, it'll give you recommendations based on all of the the, the musicians that you pick. Um, and then it'll just give you what's popular too. You know, like Miguel. I don't know who that is. Tom York. Um, and then you can select each genre. So if we go to reggae, for instance, let's see who's new in reggae. Hmm. Hot tracks, recent releases. Um, wow, Trojan Records is still putting out records. It's amazing. Top songs, you know. So it's really cool. Um, so if you had to compare it to Spotify, the finding finding new artists is probably its better best feature. Or that's that's what puts it above Spotify, or what? Honestly, I would not put it above Spotify. You wouldn't. Okay. As far as like interfacing, like there's the radio part, which I don't it like it uses the itunes radio that you, that's already built into the all your phone mm-hmm. your, you know um i don't need that personally because i like to choose what i listen to i don't like other things choosing for me it's i agree i, I, I never usually use the radio I, yeah features I, I can't like the pandora i never understood it's like okay tell me why pandora is good i don't know um yeah i i sometimes just prefer to listen to regular radio if you're gonna get commercials anyways right exactly um so the coolest thing is I did, I, the first thing I did is I searched for a new artist, an artist we're going to talk about today. Um, I did Pins of Light, which is a band I saw the other night. And they came up, which made me happy because they're not a big band. So I was like, all right, good. Not bad. There's our, there's our, I've, I've already got like someone that's not like well-known. I'm not searching for Britney Spears, mm-hmm. you know, like only popular. It's like, all right, this is a band that's not very well-known. They're on here. Great. Easy to find. Easy to add to my library. Even though I think I added it, and then when I went to look for it in my library, I couldn't find it. And then I went back to the artist. It didn't show that I had added them yet. So I can't, I don't know if I didn't do it correctly. Yeah. Or if it just made an error and said that I added it and then didn't. So you don't play it straight from there. You click add to library and then you play out of your library. Exactly. Okay. So now if I go to my music, um, Pins of Light should be in there, just like you would just purchase the album. Okay. So. But there is no option to purchase the song. I'm just out of curiosity. I, you, I could see arguments for both ways, but I, I wouldn't. 
understand why Apple wouldn't want to make money if they could. <laughs> or <laughs> why well wouldn't have people the option. want yeah. to own it and not pay for it? Yeah. Yeah. Pin, let me try. Pins of Light. They're good enough where I'd buy at least one song, so. Okay, so Pins of Light. Go to the album. Most recent release. Ah, then there, okay, so there's a little, there's like three little dots next to each song. Mm -hmm. And if you select that, a menu pops up and gives you play next, add uh, add to up next, start station, add to my music, make available offline, which is a really cool feature if you're flying because oh. you can pre, pre-download any songs you want. That's good. Um, I feel like I always forget to do that. Yeah. Um, and then there's show an iTunes store. Okay. So then you could probably buy it. So if I do that, let's see, show an iTunes store. Yeah, it immediately opens up the iTunes store. And I'm asking from an artist's perspective if there's still a way, you know, yeah. someone just wants to give money so the band makes money. Right. So it's pulling it up right now, or it's not, I don't know. But anyway, so that that worked. And then one I did, next I, I searched for Lose Control. Because I know you were curious if you were going to be an Apple. Yeah, manager. I didn't know how. Um, I'm assuming since we're on iTunes that it would just transfer everything that's on iTunes over. Right. It is kind of funny they never asked if we are on there. I would put us on there, but it is kind of interesting that they didn't ask the artists. Right. I could see people having a problem with that. I could care less, but. Well, the good news is you show up in the top results for albums. Cool. And artists. I think for artists, you're number two. The only person that's above you is Missy Elliott because yeah, she, she had a song, a song called, called Lose, Lose Control. Control. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's okay, no conflict of genre there. No, not at all. <laughs> so when I yours pops up, there you are, and I added you guys, although it doesn't say that I added it, my music. So now when I go to my music, you should be in there. Let's go lose. Huh. So you'd say all in all, though, nothing really groundbreaking in terms of new features compared to any other streaming services? Um, yeah, no. And this, honestly, it doesn't look like it's working. <laughs> Which doesn't bode well for them. No. That's like the worst thing that can happen. So I've added... <laughs> the healthcare now I've gov. added... Okay, so th- that's confirmed it for me. I added you this afternoon. Or lose control. Uh-oh. They're getting bad press right now. <laughs> and... It's bugging out. They're healthcare.govving. Yeah. It's as bad as Apple Maps. Okay, so this is the third time I've added you to my music. And when I go to my music, that album is not in my music. The EP is. That's okay. incredible. I'll be done. Okay, well, good job. You there guys you go, suck. Apple. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Honestly, the interface is kind of cool because you can. it integrates all of the songs you want, like if it worked. It'd be cool because all the songs you already have are with the songs that you're streaming and you don't have to switch between apps like you do on Spotify. Mm-hmm. But the interface, I don't like. It's not very clear or, or clean or anything like that. Um, so I, I, don't really, I don't really see a... I don't know. I'm not, I'm not totally sold on it yet. We'll see okay. if, it's, if, it, if they fix it because it's broken right now. That shit should work. Um, I don't know. I don't. Why? Well, I guess uh, that's a good transition then. In Spotify news, uh, ACDC yes. is now on Spotify. That's true. 
So we just saw that right as we were sitting down to do this. So we figured we'd do a little ACDC tribute to okay. kick things off since we're both big ACDC fans. Yeah. Who's ready for this? So we got some rock and roll coming your way. Um, see, and ACDC being added to Spotify, just like, well, it's also on Apple Music technically too. That was part of the news. They announced. Yeah, they, they put it on streaming services. Right. But come on. funny if you only listen to that guitar riff like it it changes here coming up but he plays it so many times in a row <laughs> this especially this part i remember at one point in my early guitar days counting it i don't remember how many times it is but he plays it like an astronomical amount of times really <laughs> over and over and over again and live i think he just does it with one hand yeah he does yeah yeah which is even cooler god takes me back to coachella I love that you can just have a single note pedaling bass, and that's your your bass line. Yeah, I never noticed that. I think like it's funny how you and I's brains work, cause you'll yeah. when we were listening to this before, you'll pick up like one tom hit on the drums, and I'm pretty much only listening to what the guitars are doing. Right. And you're listening mostly to what drums are doing. Right. Just by the nature of the instruments we play. I've gotten better, but it's definitely it's well, still stand up. You're always gonna have that one that you hear first. Yeah, I think it's to me it's still hard to hear lyrics. If that makes sense, I have to really focus. If I really want to hear a lyric, I have to focus. I've actually it. I've noticed that a lot of times, especially in the studio when I've written a, a line that's really cool and good, and I'm singing it. Like, you're recording it, and I'm singing it. I, I like want a reaction about it, and then no. you'll be like. A little flat on that last word. What's the last word? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> we're listening at all. But you're just because you're focused on the pitch and, you're, and the key, and, and like, yeah, you're yeah. not listening for it, which it's so funny. Because most people that hear music, that's they hear all the they hear is the lyrics. I, I know. <laughs> it's so weird. I I don't know. I don't so know. Right now, I'm just hearing uh, Angus Young in my right ear to them, and then Malcolm in the left, and just. <laughs> God, I love this band. It's I, funny because as a drummer, it's... I mean, I could play it. Yeah. <laughs> you could. Yeah. Everyone could. I think Guitar part, no, not so much. But. This drum groove that he's playing is the very first drum groove you learn when you learn to play the drums. Yeah. It's just a quarter note groove. Kick, snare, kick, snare. <laughs> That's why they've been able to have like 90 different drummers. Like, it just never mattered. I'm so happy this is on Spotify now. Because now we can share this playlist and you guys can listen to, to Spotify. Yes. Look, freaking quarter note delay on that vocal. Anyway, uh, when did you first hear ACDC? Because I, I got into them really late. Uh, I got into them... Um, I want to say it was 8th grade or freshman year of high school. Especially when I started playing guitar a lot more. Um, one of my buddies... Uh, had shook me all night long on like a, a burn playlist like okay. a, an old school playlist that was on a right. CD burn CD and so I remember listening to shook me all night long and learning that song on guitar and then from there learning that I I think I learned this one and that intro to hell's bells um, highway to hell and then as you can start learning all those songs and it's I mean as a guitar player it's, it's almost mandatory it is yeah it's mandatory like for a rock guitar player mm -hmm. like the, the what he does with such simple ideas yeah I and mean, he mostly uses like um 
open a pentatonic scale too or all his solos which is just it's a five note right, scale yeah. penta um but rocks the fuck out of it yeah. you know god they're so sick yeah um i got into them because of a girl believe it or not i'd always uh, this was on a on a um do you remember woodward the like surf camp or sorry skate camp no it's, a, it's just a mat. It's like seven or eight, or it was eight when I went. Okay. Skate parks in Pennsylvania, and you fly out there, and you just go for a week, and you skateboard and all the ramps. Yeah, I they had have buddies that did that. They'd go somewhere on the East Coast and go to some sort of adventure camp. Yeah, I that, never did that. That, that was me. I went. Okay. I went one year. <laughs> right on. And the like, the video for the summer before I went had this as the opening track. It was a live version. It was different. So that mm. intro was a lot longer. Such a good intro to anything, by the way. I know, <laughs> right? Um and. Uh, so that was like my first introduction to this, and I didn't really, you know, pay t- attention to it. But then this, I started dating this girl, and she was a huge, she's a guitar player, huge Angus Young fan. Absolutely huge. And so I was like, I'm going to listen to some ACDC, I'm going to get into it. And then yeah. it like, it bit me so freaking hard. Because it's like, I knew, oh yeah, I went straight into Let There Be Rock. Uh, she liked the Bon Scott era better than... Uh, I'm kind. Yeah. I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent too. Yeah, it's it's funny how people get so strict about things like yeah. that, and it's I, I don't know. Well, tunes, Back in Black to me is like one of my quint- is like my favorite albums by them. So it's hard not to. It's totally... one of the biggest selling albums of all time. Right. Exactly. Which uh, that's a test. Listen to, to Bon Scott's voice. He's so freaking sick too. Oh, remember our topic about '70s music? Yeah. This is technically 70s. True. Because Back in Black came out in the 80s. 80. 80. Yeah, Mike and I were talking yesterday, just in general, about the 70s. And if you think about how many amazing bands there were, this will be another future podcast. Yeah, we have to do one entirely. We could probably do a fucking 10-part series on the 70s. Yeah. But if you think about all the range of genres. Yeah. But then you compare it to today, 2010 to, I don't know, 2005, 2015, like right in there. That's... Such a limited number of bands come to mind. It was like that are when we that thought are about rel- that are like I, that I'd be stoked to show my kids. Yeah, exactly. And you know? more <laughs> more so than that, that aren't all like within the similar genre. Right. You know, like because if you think the '70s, you have everything from like fucking James Taylor to Led Zeppelin. You know, right? Like, and such uh, a wide range. Stevie of- Wonder to Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. You know, like all just brilliant artists. Uh huh. And then I, I, somebody shared something today that just bummed me out. It was a Kendrick Lamar video on Facebook and and I kind of respect this guy's opinion so I, I was like alright I'll check it out first thing that I noticed which was freaking weird there's like this weird panning wide shot panning shot around a car mm-hmm. and when they passed over the front window of the car there's an STD sticker in the freaking window really? yeah trip me out that is funny I was like <laughs> what is the, S- the, the STDs in a rap video are you kidding me? That's for random. people that don't know, STDs are I mean a like, local, local like punk band. Yeah. I don't even know if I've ever heard them. I've seen their stickers everywhere. No. Yeah. Are they hardcore punk or yeah, that... I've seen their tattoos too. Yeah. It's so funny when you get STDs tattooed on yourself. Right. I know a lot of some people do. It's even just... though it's the incorrect term for the for it now. Isn't it like S T I or something? S T I or <laughs> or V D or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Oh Jesus. Um but, uh, yeah, because they're not diseases. They're just infections. Right. Essentially. Um, but, yeah, I saw that. And then I just listened to the video, and, and all the comments are like, man, this guy's a genius. And, and I feel bad because I just don't get it. I'm like, 
What is what uh, is this? I know. I don't. I, I that's that's <laughs> what I have to say about that. <laughs> like I, I got nothing. I try. <laughs> I try too, and it's not like I don't. I I try. I'm like, all right, let me check this out. This is popular. People really like this. People say it's influential, and I just don't get it. And I and I've really tried. If I've as I've gotten older too, to really be open minded, and I've picked up a lot of genres that I didn't used to like at all. I mean, even I. There was a time in my life where I like hated country. I thought it was the lamest thing ever. It was in my right, middle me phase, too. and now I'll listen to country. I have no problem with country. Yeah, I listen to me too. everything. Uh, newer electronic music and newer hip hop stuff. I, I just have not been able to get into. Right. No. Like that's... my rap ends ended at like Chronic two thousand and one. Right. <laughs> and like, right. After that, I haven't had an album in the rap well, hip hop world that's like inspired me like that one. That one, and I honestly really love the first Fifty Cent record. Oh, I've you know what really, I heard? I have heard most of that. That is yeah, really good. I really love that. Mm-hmm. Um, Eminem, like, what year was that? Two thousand three. Okay, so, Jesus, it's over a decade ago. <laughs> it's twelve years ago. Yeah, shit. So I haven't. There hasn't been that many albums, if any, that I can think of in the last ten years that have really blown me away. In I, that respect, yeah, yeah, no, no. I, and I, I don't know if, and I don't want to say it's the nature of getting older because ten years ago I was eighteen. I was still right. like, very much. Uh, Open, not open-minded, but I don't know the word that I'm looking for. <laughs> impressionable. There it is. There you go. Yeah, it yeah, was very yeah. much impressionable still at that age. And it was very few. The Actually, artists that hooked me in the last 10 years were from back before the last 10 years. I yeah. got really into like 80s and 90s music as I got older. Me too. It's interesting. Yeah, that's kind of how it was for me too. You know what? Muse. I'd get Muse as like Muse, one of the few that... Yeah, that was 04. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm in the same boat. It's kind of funny, you know? Yeah, and I mean, there's been some cool songs, but as far as full albums go, there hasn't been like a, a dookie for me right, in the right. last 10 years or yeah. something like that that I just can't stop I mean, listening can to. You think, think about that. That album came out 21 years ago? Mm-hmm. That is absolutely nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. That is nuts. Um, anyway, um, speaking of one of a band that I was just recently turned on to, Went and saw a rock show that I wasn't working for the first time in a long time. I think you would have really enjoyed it. I know. I'm actually everything you played for me of them. Sick. Um, they're they're a band called Big Business. Uh, my girlfriend turned me on to them. She thought I'd be interested in them because the drummer rips, and by God, does he? He in certainly fact, does. I have a video on my phone that I've already showed Jeff, so I'll kind of spare you guys. But I'll post on the website because Perfect. yeah, it's it's only from like a couple feet away because we he, they played a really small bar or a smaller venue in Long Beach called Alex's Bar. Never been there. I don't know how I've avoided it for my entire music career, but I went and it was great. It was a nice how, little how club. How many does that place hold? I just had a curiosity. I've heard about it, but I haven't been. One fifty maybe. Oh, it's okay. Very small. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, s- smaller stage. Great sound though. Um, decent PA. The sound guy knew what he was doing, uh, which was cool. Um, and, uh, so these guys played and it, I didn't know it at the time, but they're a fucking two piece. It's just a bass player and a drummer and the drummer absolutely rips. And, and, uh, who sings? They both sing or the bass player is the primary singer, like the lead singer, quote unquote, when the drummer wears a headset mic, like full on Phil Collins headset mic mm-hmm. and will sing when he needs to, when needed. Yeah. 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 Um, but anyway, this is Big Business. This is their newest record um, off of the album Battlefields Forever. It's called Chump Chance. I think we've played this before. I'm not certain, though. Have we? Mm. 
bass feedback? Like five different, three of them yeah. or something? At least? Yeah. One up the middle, two on each side. That's, yeah. Interesting how quiet they put the vocals. Yeah, really quiet. Yeah. And that's a bass, not a guitar. Yeah. It's, it's just super distorted out, yeah. fuzzed out. With like an octave on it. Yeah. Sorry. God, to do that for like two minutes is so difficult on drums. Mm -hmm. Just thrashy and like messy. Yeah, it's, it's a lot like, of everything. It's very punk, but also right. metal and thrash right. and yeah. raw. It's sick. It's cool. Yeah. It's so cool. They remind me so much of someone that I can't put my finger on. So... I saw these guys and they they ripped. It was awesome. Um, pretty like not a, a small crowd, but like not a big one either. Yeah. You know, just a decent sized crowd. Um, and uh, the band that opened up for them. Very rarely do I go to a venue or a show and come away going, "Holy crap!" That band that played before the headliner that I went to see was awesome. I need to go listen to them. And. Uh, so I went to the show Tuesday. Today is Thursday. Yesterday is, was Wednesday, and I had to, I had to do some stuff um, driving around, and so I listened to it then. And this band is called Pins of Light. Um, did I play it for you already? I don't think you did. Okay, good. Um, so Cheers. this one's called uh, Sound and Pressure. It's like six minutes long, seven minutes long, and there's almost no there's like no vocals in the beginning. And this is like deep in the album. It's like third to last. So I listened to the whole album and I listened to it again immediately after. That's cool. And this, That's always the best sign. Yeah. And like, um, maybe I'll play a different one actually real quick, just so you get an idea. Like they're more thrashy and this is the opening track uh, on the their album. It's 4112. But... More punky. Mm -hmm. Drummer ripped. Can't find any information on them. I want. I want to know who they are. <laughs> I almost like that about yeah. them. Because <laughs> everyone else, like, you know everything about. Someone posted the other day that they missed the era of rock stars and like not knowing what they're doing all the time and not watching them eat a fucking banana bread right. sandwich for breakfast. I can't think of who this guy's voice reminds me of. Kind of like Danzig meets Alice Cooper voice or something like that. Right. So yeah, this is like the title track. This is like most of the album, right? Kind of interesting too. Just listen to this vocal. They have it tucked back there. Yeah. Not not in a bad way at all. It's just kind of interesting mixing wise where they put right. that. It, it seems right. like if it was me, I'd have it way up front. But it's kind of cool right. back there. It yeah. has this ominous it's feel. Um, so anyway, this was the next song. It's called Sound and Pressure. This is sick. 
clearly not a single. <laughs> yeah, they should have got to the chorus by now if it was a single. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's almost a minute. <laughs> I've listened to this song three times today. Really? Yeah, and it's I'm not mad cool. at it. It's super cool. It's a great vibe. Yeah. It's not, it seems it's like just... it'd be cool to see live. Uh, how many people in the band? Uh, four, two guitar players, bass player, and drummer. One vocalist, and that's the bass player. Oh, okay. gone into acid rock territory yeah. or something. I love it. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's long, but it's like, it's really easy to listen to. Right. I, keep, I find myself kind of just spacing out. Oh, yeah. It's, total, it. it's a great driving song. It sounds really good, but I can also hear it right. sounding really good if they played it in a garage. Watch this. This is super heavy. I could totally see you guys playing with these guys. Yeah, that'd be a perfect fit. Like, I think you definitely. I, I would love Either to try, one. but yeah. That's sick, though. Um, yeah, so I'll just let this kind of chill yeah, in the background. Do its thing. Um, like I said, it's a seven-minute song. It's already been four. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't feel like it. I think this is when he starts singing. Very Sabbath. Aussie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is why I thought you'd like it. Uh huh.
kind of an interesting riff choice there. Right? I would have gone a little more metal than sweet, but just me. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty much an instrumental song. Yeah. Super Sabbathy though, all around. Yeah. I just love how free it is. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I do know. too. It's it's very cool. Like, sorry, I hope no one no one's bored at home. Yeah, <laughs> anyone still with us? Yeah, I just I don't know. Next I, up, we're doing Stairway to Heaven all the way through. All the way through. <laughs> that's got at least a melody. That's true. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, a drum loop. Over now, and I mean, over that's again. an easy listen for me, but I'm like one of the biggest Sabbath fans alive. So, <gasps> excuse me. Uh, <laughs> we're drinking um, beer here. It's it's yeah. Fourth of July weekend. It is. I'm done with the album too. So. Yeah, I, I, I finished well, recording the new Pepper record. Well, congratulations. We, technically, I came in at the end there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Found myself almost two hundred hours yeah. in. Basically, with the with the save, Jeff Neeson. <laughs> I got the closer roll. Yeah, Jeff Neeson closed it for sure. <laughs> um, but oh, yeah, sh- it sounds fucking good too. Anyone listening? Crap. Sorry, it went into the next song. Uh, um, but that perfect because you wanted to hear the new. I we were talking about slightly stupid today. Um, I hadn't listened to them quite a while i was a big fan of um they had an acoustic roots album that i used to listen to on repeat a long time back kind of lost touch with them but i heard they put a new album out so i just wanted to listen to whatever the first single is right now to change pace here from sabbathy metal to <clears throat> i'm assuming it's reggae still i well uh yeah um it's funny so the new slightly stupid song came out and i have a little story about this song it's kind of funny so here it is it's called The Prophet. Like their old song called The Prophet? Yes. Ah. I never got too much on to let me keep it for myself. But while the world's been turning upside down, it's hard to talk about another bottle on the shelf. Or with the hand that you've been dealt. It's going wrong, it's going on. It's Huh, that's interesting. What's interesting? Well, they recycled the old song. This was yep. on the Acoustic Roots album I was just talking about. I know. It's my first time listening to this, folks. So. Yeah, yeah. My I first knew thought this, is, so I, I... Why? Okay. And I'm not even, you know... So, funniest thing about this. So, I did the... Um, about, like, ten, almost ten years ago, I did a, the three the Sublime box set, uh, Everything Under the Sun. 
And on that, we had to transfer the old analog tapes for all of uh, all their their songs, like everything. So on the backside of what I got on the multi-track, mm-hmm. right at the end of the song, you can actually hear it in, um, if you listen really carefully, at the end of what I got, there's a split second where you hear Bradley start singing another song. It, like literally the last second on the album, you can hear it. And at the end of the it's, multi-track... It's not the part where it goes... The drum beat comes in and goes, hey, we're done, man. Yeah, it's right after that. Oh, it's after that. Yeah, I should pull it up because it's kind of cool. I'm interested. So. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, because it's a cool song, no doubt. But it's just interesting that they're using that old melody and old lyrics. Right, right. I like the old one, so it still sounds good. Just for a new single, you think. Here we go. This is what I got. Okay, so I'm going to jump straight to the end. Okay, so listen, you'll hear Bradley start singing and playing acoustic guitar. Did you hear that? Oh, shit, yeah. Okay, I you, did hear that. You hear that? Uh-huh. Boom, I, right. Yeah. He's singing, I ain't no prophet, I don't cure no damn disease. Really? Yeah. Okay. So that's him singing the prophet, right? Yeah. So I was reminded that um, well, Slightly Stupid was signed to Skunk Records by Sublime. Right, they own the label, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, that song, The Prophet, was actually written with Bradley. Okay. So the version that's at the end of the What I Got tapes, because I've heard that full version, and I tried to find it earlier. That's why I was looking for it. I couldn't find it earlier, but um, that the there is a recorded version of Bradley singing The Prophet. Okay. And then Slightly Stupid did the Acoustic Roots album, and it's on that. And I think this is just basically like a, you know, it's been 20 years since he died. Okay. Um, kind of like a, a tribute to Bradley, you know. Well, that answers the why then. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I, I don't, that was my first question. I'd was why? To, I, I could I could probably find out. I could probably text someone and find out because I'm I know the stupid guys well enough that I we'll get them on here. At some yeah, point. I, I could find out. We could but, ask them in person. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that's why. And um, I had to be reminded of the fact that that he wrote it with Bradley. Um, Yasad from Pepper told me that because we were listening to this song in the studio. Um, a few weeks back and. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's listen back to the the track though. Yeah. Uh, now that, with this new knowledge. Right, with the new knowledge <laughs> that uh so it's called the prophet. So it's the exact I kind of like the shitty ass sounding acoustic guitar. It's very like buzzy and I mean it's a I know I, I use the word shitty ass <laughs> lightly, of course. Right. It just doesn't sound as pretty as a guitar would sound, but it works on this song. Is it just me? Like I know this is my engineer ear, but is the kick right heavy? Kick and drums yeah, are right heavy. If you really listen, yeah. I'm such a nerd. God. Very Beatlesy of them. Oh no, I'm looking at the tracks here, the UV meters, and yes, it is right heavy. God damn it. That's how Mike sees the world, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> how he views music. It's cool, though. It's, I mean, it's obviously not groundbreaking, but it's a fun song. It's an easy listen. It's doing well in K-Rock. Is it? It feels like a good summer song.
Plus, I think it's cool. It's like a little Bradley throwback. Yeah. You know? Well, no. Like yeah. Like now that I know that, I, yeah. I like it a lot more. Uh, here's the acoustic reach version. But I know profit to cure some damn disease. Is the other guy singing now? No, that's that's Miles. He's sang on both versions. Yeah. Oh, He's okay. just higher voice here. Like higher. They sang it higher key. I mean. I like this version better. I do too. <laughs> uh, maybe it's just nostalgia though, because I, I love this album, so it's. I don't. I well, no. I, I take that back. It's not that I dislike the album. I just yeah. I never was a, a fan of it. Mm. I never like really listened to it. But I just think that chorus has like a little more lift. Like, uh-huh. The other one seems so. Yeah. Like. Flat line, straight, straight ahead. That's yeah. That's why I was saying nothing groundbreaking. This album I loved it because it's like what you hear is what you get. There's no fancy production. Mm-hmm. It's just them and those two and two acoustic guitars. Right. I was a fan of them because of that because they're able to do that. What's your favorite song on this record? If this world were mine. Uh, I like if this world were mine. That I mean, obviously, Wise Man's great and Kali Man's great. Those are cool songs, but those are the popular ones. But I like If This World Were Mine. It's got a really... Well, here it is. We'll just listen. Oh, did I tell you we're doing... I'm going to be in Mexico with these guys for like six days? Yeah. I did tell you that? Yeah. Dirty Heads are about to go out on a tour with them. I'm not that familiar with Dennis Brown, but they dedicated it to him, so I'm assuming it's a Dennis Brown cover. I find it's just, you know, with uh, the current music market, reggae being as big as it is now, yeah, bigger than it ever has been. I uh-huh. think it cracks me because this was what, two thousand. This when did this come out? Uh, that's a good question. I think it was two thousand, two thousand one, maybe. Uh, that's what at least when I was listening to it. Two thousand four. Oh, that makes sense. It would be two thousand four because you were in college. Uh, two thousand four. Huh, I could have sworn I had it before that, but... That's crazy, I met him three years later. Because I was definitely listening to this a lot when I was 15, which would have been 2002-ish. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Well, then this is wrong. Though. That's got to be wrong. Cause I, I swear it was 2001. All right, maybe I'll look up this info because okay. that's, yeah, that's definitely <laughs> Otherwise, wrong. I'm completely crazy. Um, you know, I heard from uh, my good buddy, Jared Draskovich, um, who's in the band Fortunate Youth. Uh, we used to play baseball together, and he brought this, uh, I forget where we were playing, like in Fresno or something, for some baseball tournament, and he brought this CD with him, and we were 15, so I guarantee that's when I heard it, so it would have to be. That's so crazy. <laughs> so he was, wow, really? Jared was like into the into the, the reggae way back then, huh? Uh, yeah, he was, he was into everything. I remember um, metal as well. That was like big in my metal face. Okay, yeah. So. I thought so. This came out August 14, 2001. Okay, cool. I thought I totally lost my mind there. But yeah, anyway, so that's If This World Were Mine. Slightly Stupid from the Acoustic Roots album. Um, so yeah, my favorite is probably Collie Man. But I just love this song. It's a great song. It's just crazy how I, I assume this album did pretty well. At least they, I know they probably re-recorded a bunch of these with full band, but the songs are so good, which and it's so raw. And you hear little fuck ups in there, and one of the songs they, they forget lyrics and like, <laughs> but it still sounds cool. It just adds to the overall vibe of it. Yeah, it's honest. Yeah, it's, it, it's real. really, really honest and real. Yeah, I think it's uh, people mi- underestimate the the public's ability to see through the bs and and just i I agree big time well as soon as people hear just a voice in an acoustic and it sounds raw then you're kind of free in a way to not overproduce things just let it sound like a guy in an acoustic guitar there's nothing wrong with that doesn't have to be perfect no (laughs) i agree but yeah i mean i i'm hearing his pick hits his guitar like a bunch of times almost (laughs) every song you can hear the pick hitting the guitar when he's when he's strumming and stuff well this was live for 91x was it? Yeah. So they, I think this is live on air, which makes it just even more impressive. That is really impressive. Um, ballsy. Right. Really. I mean, you can't fuck up. They, they did fuck up a couple times, but they didn't like massively fuck up. <laughs> right. They were just human, basically. Yeah, exactly. Which, given yeah. how much weed those guys smoke, I'm surprised and <laughs> just like I know. totally forget a whole song. Um, it's funny that this is like your favorite record. It didn't really, it never really hit me that much. I think it's just the only one that I had. Mm. You know, it was just my CD collection, and I just played it a lot. And I never had another one after that for no particular reason, honestly. I have a maybe a little bit of a bias because I worked on this song. But this is probably my favorite slightly stupid song. It's called Supernatural. And it's not even them singing. I just love the vibe. This is the old singer for John Brown's body. Okay. We recorded all the basics, sent it to him, and then he sent this back.
It's like when they say that it's a sticky, it's sticky. <laughs> like that, that's, that that little groove right there is sticky. Yeah. I feel like we need to light one up for this one. I know, right? <laughs> Rymo, the drummer, is so good, too. I've met him a couple times, actually. Yeah. Oh, he's super cool. Yeah. Just Seems pretty down to earth. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I love this song. <laughs> Not going to lie. Fair enough. It's cool, like, hearing, like, the stories about... Um, uh, well, you and I were. T- we did an interview. Yes, like what two days ago for the Easy Reader. Yeah. Do you remember uh, Daily Breeze or Daily Breeze? Mm-hmm. Excuse me for our really good friend Win, who's the owner of Total Access Recording in Redondo Beach. Uh, we did an interview with him or with with the, the newspaper, and we were talking. She asked us about music venues, mm-hmm. and we were. I think it's so funny that like this area is not known for big venues. No. But if you look at all the bands that played in the bars around here. It's true. It's almost more impressive than like, like if you have than if you have like a house of blues, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just people that would. It's like come through and play the bar scene. Yeah, like Patrick Mahoy's or something in Hermosa. Yeah, I just, had these guys and Revolution. Yeah, I, I mean anyone, I guess that would come through town. There was a smaller D- band. Didn't would, you say you played the st- now in the standing room, but previously studio and then studio, before that and before that it was uh, Blue Thirty Shore. Oh, the Shore. Yeah. You played with the Dirty uh, Heads. The Dirty Heads there when it was the shore. And I also imagine Dragons played there. See? Like, yeah. <laughs> what the f- So, yeah. Uh, there was a list of all these bands that uh, one of the guys that books there, Jason. And he, he mentioned all these bands. But, yeah, Imagine Dragons. Uh, there's a guy that still comes out and plays there, Kirk Fletcher, who's literally oh, the best God. blues guitar player I've ever seen in my entire life, hands down. And uh, there's some great acts that come through Hermosa that just play the little bars because i mean the only big venue in town is saint rock and you know that books up and so when they're coming through town they just end up playing the little bars right but like i think that that speaks as much as it's not known for being a music like hub yeah that speaks volumes for the area right like it really does you have all these bands that play these places that no one's ever fucking heard of like no one in like everyone knows red rocks right right? well a lot of people know red rocks yeah, yeah, yeah No one knows Patrick Malloy's. No. (laughs) Unless you live here. Right. It's like, but you have all these bands that played there. I'll never forget when I met Slightly Stupid. I had no idea. The last time I saw their name, I was about to record an album with them. And the last time I saw their name was on the billboard at Patrick Malloy's. Little did I know that was like three years ago. And I was just had this misplaced memory thinking it was recently. Yeah. (laughs) Because when I came, when they came in and they were like, what, what? What's been going on? I, I asked him, you know, where you've been playing. What's like, oh, you know, you know, like, you, you know, Irvine Meadows. Like, like, yeah, giant amphitheaters. Holy crap. What? I thought last time I saw you guys, you were playing at Patrick Malloy's and I was like 15. Like, yeah. Well, I feel were... like they had a really, really steady climb to where they are. Yeah, they did. They never really had like a breakout. No, I mean, hit or anything. They just kind of have stuck with it since yeah. early 90s, maybe. And just yeah. plugged away and plugged away. And now they're pretty massive. I think that's a really good testament too. Like, I think and they really tour cool. a lot. I mean, they're yeah. I, a couple years ago, then they play like 200 plus shows or something in a year. Yeah. And they're out there. They've they been ground pounding a for a long ass time. Um, anyway, yeah, good, 
good band. I'm happy for them. I'm glad. I'm glad they have a new record coming out. I'm stoked for them. Maybe, hopefully, we can get them on the, on the podcast. I, I just uh, to kind of clarify, the last like two months, I have literally been in the studio recording an album for the band I work for, Pepper. Like every day, and then when I'm not in the studio, it's either Sunday, which is my only day off, or I've been in a different state doing a show with them. Oh yeah. So just 24 hours Pepper for the last two months since um, I did Coachella and then immediately after Coachella ended, I started this process. So it's been literally two months. It's been a hell of a ride. Yeah. I've been on board the last yeah, and three or Je- four weeks. Jeff's been on for the last three weeks. But we've been doing 10 to 14 hour days. Seems yeah. Like. Um, so we apologize for not bringing you podcasts more frequently. We were, we were really good at the beginning, always every Monday, you know, getting something up. The last few weeks has just been really hard, you know. Um, the good thing is, we—I actually am producing um, under the Another Take Media banner another podcast with Alex Curry, Matt Leinert, and Chris McGee. And um, thankfully, since I don't have to have guests for that one, they take care of all that for me. I can just record it, and we can produce it and take care of it, and and that's doing really well. And you can listen to that. It's called the Detox. It's uh, the DetoxPodcast dot com. Um, all they've had some really great guests. They've had. Um, uh, Daryl Evans, who's the pre and post game former NHL hockey player, on. We had uh, the fantasy football expert from NF- NFL Network on the other day, um, Michael Fabiano. Was um, Brent Barry? And then we had yeah, yeah, former NFL or former NBA player Brent Barry, who's now a color analyst for NBA TV, I believe. So we've had some really good guests, and it's all it's all sports, um, but they're doing really well. Um, obviously, Alex is a is a pro in the media f- thing, and then so is. Chris McGee and then Matt Leinart, obviously former pro football player. Um, but I've been doing that, and and I think now Jeff and I are going to try to push out some more podcasts. We're getting back we're, into We're it. back on the horse. Now yeah. the recording, basically the bulk of it is done. So uh, we already have some big guests lined up for next week, it's looking like. Yeah. Um, so we'll yeah. start making it a regular post every week thing. So sorry for the confusion yeah. the last and, month or so. And then I'm going to be on tour, and Jeff is going to be um, um, in and out of tour um, with his band. So... We'll try to keep the two of us involved. If not, I will definitely have at least a little bit of content from my tour because I'm going to be on tour with uh, Sublime with Rome, Revolution, Pepper, and then Mickey Avalon. Yeah. Is that um, right? And I want to come out for a little bit too, so we'll try yeah, to get one done. One, yeah. well, maybe a couple if I can yeah. go for a few days. So we got we still have big plans for our podcast. Yes. <laughs> it's not over yet, folks. It ain't we're, over yet. We're, we're, still, still, we're still going. We're at it. Um. On that note, let's listen to some fucking Iron Maiden. Okay. Yeah. What did you, you, so you just brought this up because somebody was wearing an Iron Maiden shirt today? Um, no, I read an article. Uh, Iron Maiden's coming out with a new album. Um, their bass player, Steve Harris, was saying how he, uh, Bruce Dickinson's voice sounds amazing. His claim was it's the best his voice has ever sounded. And oddly enough, right after they finished recording, they found this uh, cancerous tumor on the back of his tongue, I think, or in the throat. Um, think he's okay and got it removed or whatnot but so i was just reading that article and then i went down to pita pit and got a pita and the girl serving me had this huge nose ring and a giant maiden shirt on so it was just it was a sign we needed to do maiden today i yeah one of my I'm favorite in. bands by far i am in um it was actually kind of hard to narrow down what songs to pick for me because i like so many of them uh but mike we can start with yours you like two minutes till midnight fuck yeah i do Two minutes to midnight, sorry. I was in a band called Four Minutes Till Midnight once.
Have you seen him live? Uh, yeah. I saw him in Irvine, actually. With Dio. Oh. And Motorhead. Wow. Yeah. Basically, if you're not moving and banging your head, it's a good sign you're not a metalhead. <laughs> I love this song. It's like one of the only, like, really successful singles I think they've ever had. Dude, we should try to get Dawkins in here. Yeah? That would like be Don? funny. I Don mentioned Dawkin. that a while back. <laughs> and I think you rolled your eyes and said, oh, God. <laughs> Not in a bad way. Just I think you just have so many stories with him. I just think it'd be funny. He'd have, he'd have stories for us. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> they are so massively, monstrously, ridiculously huge. Like, Wait, like the shows that they play sometimes, like they played in Rio, four hundred thousand people. Like they never play a show less than fifty thousand people. It seems like. I mean, they have their own. I think it's a seven forty-seven that the lead singer flies. <laughs> He's right, a pilot. What's, what's it called again? Uh, Flight six six six. So he flies the plane, and I think Bruce Dickinson is also a some a fencing champion of some sort. Really? That, yeah, that's a he's, thing. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> Bruce Dickinson, their singer, is just—he's a legend, an absolute legend. Aside from being one of the best, most amazing metal frontman of all time, he just has all these like really odd accomplishments off to the side. Like I don't quote me on this, but I want to say fencing, unless I made that up in a dream somewhere. But he's also an accomplished pilot. Flies their 747. He's only 56, too. He's not very old. Mm-mm. <laughs> what a great intro on, on Wikipedia. Bruce Dickinson, known professionally as Bruce Dickinson, is an English <laughs> musician. My name's Forrest Gump. Most airline pilot. Gump. And broadcaster. Hmm. No mention of fencing. Early life, fencing champion. Fencing champion. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I just, hold on, let's just... Oh, there we go. There's four instances of the word fencing on okay, his Wikipedia great. page. I'm glad I'm not crazy. It's a uh, weird thing to make up, though. Yeah, it really is. After a six-month a six-month break, which Dickinson mostly spent practicing fencing, Iron Maiden began writing the next album. <laughs> so maybe he just I just assumed he was a champion because he's a champion in life. <laughs> he just fences casually. <laughs> wow, what a fucking badass. Okay, Dickinson's interests and non-musical activities include writing, broadcasting, fencing, at which he has completed internationally, placing seventh in Great Britain. Okay, and, Okay. so he placed seventh. Yeah, I mean. And has founded a fencing equipment company under the brand name Duelist. He's in beer brewing and aviation. He's kind of like the metal version of Dexter Holland. Yeah. Because, you know, Dexter Holland can fly a plane. Mm-hmm. Dexter Holland being the lead singer for Offspring. Offspring. 
Um, he can fly a plane. He's like a genius he, too. He's getting his doctorate, right? He's, he's getting like, his doctorate. His testing on like speaking of STDs again, is something like HIV related or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he's. Uh, did you listen to that ish episode of the Nerdist? Uh, no, I haven't heard it yet. Oh, it's it's awesome. They Great. talk about. Um, uh, God, what's it called? Um, keep him separated. Yeah, he wrote that lyric because he was in the lab doing some sort of test where he had to shake a freaking beaker or whatever and the beakers were like really hot and he had to keep them separated oh because they were too warm and they wouldn't cool down if they were right next to each other and so he thought that and he talked about that on the nerdist podcast and i was like that is a super nerdy thing (laughs) yeah um gotta keep them separated yeah um but uh he also has his own hot sauce also flies a plane at one point owned a jet like a uh, um, a fighter jet. Well, I'm sure he's got the cash flow for it. Yeah, I mean, what else? Smash and Smash and the Fall album sold like 15 million copies or more each. Right. Uh, what else? Smash sold that many? Smash, I think, sold... Look it up, actually. But I, I want to say it's like 15 or 17 million. And I, the next one, I think, even sold more with Pretty Fly for a White Guy, whatever that one was called. What was that album called? Uh, Americana. Yeah. Yeah. That was the next record? I think it was. Holy well, I mean, I don't know if it was the next record, but I know those two were the top selling ones. Smashed it. I mean, it was a smash. <laughs> Americana was 98. Yeah. Oh, they did Ixnay on the Ombre next. Oh, I don't remember so, that one. Smash was 94. Ixnay on the Ombre was good. It wasn't the, the big one, mm-hmm. obviously. Americana was a big change for them in terms of well style. They went very poppy, but mm-hmm. still some good songs on there. Uh, yeah, they, and that was weird. They took that from... <laughs> so not Smash. They took that intro from... Uh, 80s band. I don't know. Pour some sugar on me. Uh, oh, really? Uh, yeah, why am I blanking? I'm blanking on a lot of names today. I don't know. Uh... I can't think of the name. I love this album or this song. Def Leppard. Def Leppard. <laughs> there yeah. we go. This song rules. I remember when this song came out. That's so crazy. But yeah, uh, I think this is probably my favorite Offspring song. This whole album just rules. Is a, a tour that Pepper did before I started working with them on the tour level. Keep going. I'm, I'm checking out Smash sales right now. So oh, yeah. I was going to look that up. Hang on. No, no, no. I'll, yeah, look, yeah. Up. I'll look it up. But um, I'll look it up while I'm talking. So um, they were on tour with 311, Offspring, and Pepper. Such an awesome lineup. 
Pepper only played like 40 minute sets, but I wish I, I, I went and saw one of the shows. Um, on all music. This is definitely one of my favorite albums. This one and Dookie coming out pretty much the same year. I remember this was like defining my musical tastes when I was very young. Yeah, they both came out in 94. And actually, I think one of the underrated songs on the album is the song Smash at the end. It's one of my favorites. It peaked at number one on the Billboard charts. On the Billboard 200, it was number four. It had four singles. Yeah. Excuse me, three singles. With Come Out and Play peaking at number one. Oh, I miss it. Just brings me back every time I hear it too. I wasn't that old either. Think about it. I was seven or eight. Yeah, I think I'm, when I had this. <laughs> my sister introduced me to this band. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Twenty-one years later, it'd still be one of my favorite albums. Really good rating all across the board on on like r- reviews. It's definitely an album with no no skips on it. Like, there's no song that stands out as a shitty one. Right. Like, you can play it all the way through, and I think it's all very consistent. That's why uh, Green Day Dookie coming out at the same time, pretty much the same deal. It's like no skips. Right. Let's see. Um. Oh, yeah, that's sublime. Looking at our playlist here. It's a yeah. pretty good playlist. We've established today. quite a playlist. Now yeah, that I'm looking a, at it. <laughs> you better go to the website for this one. Yeah. This is... <laughs> I guess maybe we'll have to start making an Apple music playlist now too, huh? <laughs> I, I thought about that actually. And I, I think Spotify just makes it so easy to embed a playlist on a website. Let's, do you think Apple's going to make it that easy? Probably not. You no. work for Apple, so you'd know. I don't know. No, they're not going to make it that easy. Question though. Can... When viewers click on it, because I've subscribed to Spotify, but if viewers aren't subscribed to Spotify, can they just click play, or do they have to click random play on our playlist? On our playlist, what happens if you're if you're on our website and you have and not, uh-huh. you don't you, have Spotify and you don't have Spotify, it won't play. Ah. It won't. You have to be at least a registered user with Spotify on your computer or your phone. Got it. But if you click it on your on our on our website, it'll take you to the app immediately. Okay. And start playing it. Good to know. So. Yeah, it always worked for me because I had Spotify. So, <laughs> um. So, all right, what are we at here? We're about, I don't know, about an hour. All right, let's close it out with Aces High by Iron Maiden. Just oh, so man. I can, I can't just have one Maiden song. No. We're going to talk about it. I could have done a full episode on Maiden. I wish this played every time I walked in a room. They open up a lot of their shows with this one. Yeah, 
This is not loud the bass is. You can tell he's the primary songwriter. <laughs> Shredding bass. This is a bass ripping like that too is awesome. Oh yeah. Huge chorus, which I so desperately crave in life. Key change chorus. riff machines all of them It. I'm pulling Save that Nico, photo. Yeah. Nico McBrain's uh, their drummer. Yeah, pretty cool song structure in this one too. Like one big chorus that has a key change in the middle of the chorus, and then into the huge guitar solo, right. which you think would be later in the song, and then we're back to a verse. I love this band. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I'm just banging my head over here, folks. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. This has been a totally just like Jeff and I rock out episode. Um, we have some good guests coming up next week. I think this is a good good place to end it. Perfect um, spot. Uh, we thank you again for listening. Please check us out um, on our website at um, anothertake.net. And also, if you get a chance, check out the Detox podcast. Um, they are, uh, you can find them on iTunes at the detox, or you can also find them online at, uh, the detox podcast.com. All right, guys. Um, I think we're going to leave you some iron maiden and then, uh, thanks for rocking with us. Yeah. Hang Hope out. you enjoyed and learned some new bands today. Thanks a lot guys. Bye. another take please go to anothertake.net you can find photos and videos from the show and a link to our spotify page with a playlist from today's episode 